have your Bibles, we're going to start out reading a couple verses in Psalms 92, verses 12 through 14. It says this, The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing. I heard a couple amens on that old age out there. Bear fruit in old age. Uh, I love these verses in the Psalms. This speaks to the life of a believer, of a Christian, of a God follower, that it's a life that's meant to. By design, the way God created it, it's meant to flourish. It's meant to expand. It's meant to mature, to grow, to increase. It it speaks about cedars of Lebanon here to give a, a word picture, a visual of this kind of strength and maturity that we're to see as our lives unfold, as our faith walk continues to grow. The cedars of Lebanon are these gigantic cedars that reach something like 8 to 10 feet wide at the base and get as tall as like 130 feet vertically in the air. Um, I mean, they're substantial. They're not like a little Charlie Brown Christmas tree. You know, they're serious trees that grow upright, that grow strong and solid, that have magnificent root systems that go deep into the soil. And the psalmist is giving us a good picture here, saying, look, you're called into a life of purpose. You're called into a life of destiny. And it's a life that you need to grow into, that you need to mature into. Your faith walk should be increasing and getting stronger as you go through your years. That's why Paul speaks about in some of the uh, New Testament, he says that when someone is first a believer and they first come to the Lord, you know, it's okay for them to need milk and and to feed on milk, but at some point, they're going to need to start feeding on solid food. They're going to need to start receiving the strong and, and, and maturing and growing in their walk of faith. Because what we don't need in this fallen, broken world with a devil who's out to destroy us, lurking around, trying to devour everyone, what we don't need are a ton of people in the church, Christians, with anemic, weak faith that are not able to stand on the Word of God whenever things come their way. And so I just, I want to announce it to you that every one of us are meant to, are capable of, by the Spirit of God that lives on the inside of us who know Christ, are meant to and capable of growing and building a substantial, strong, powerful faith in our lives. And I want to encourage you to go after that and to pursue that because the Bible says that we are to live by faith. So when we are encountering obstacles and challenges in this world what we need is we need a response that is a a response that's coming from a place of faith 
Not an emotional response, not a rational response. The, when it says the just shall live by faith, it means that faith needs to be the driving force, the driving factor in how we respond and act and deal to all the things in this world that we act and deal with. And in order for that to be the case, listen, there has to be faith in you for the things that you're facing. You say like, okay, you want to come at me with that? Okay, I got something for that, right? Oh, you want to hit me with that? I got something for that too. In fact, I got something in there for everything that you want to bring at me, devil. And, And when you look at the way the Bible speaks about faith growing and increasing, I've talked about this in the weeks before, but I just want to hit on it quickly because I feel like this is some significant revelation around faith that we need to have. It says that faith comes by hearing and hearing through the word of God. So when we hear the word, this is a living word. It's got God's spirit in it as it travels. When we hear it, we receive it and believe what we're hearing. And then that produces faith in us for what we've heard. It's just the same with salvation. You hear the good news of Jesus, you believe what you've heard, and then that produces faith, and then the grace of God flows into your life, and you are born again. Faith precedes the move of grace. So when we hear something in the word, faith is produced in us, and it says that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. So let me just kind of draw you a picture with my extremely talented artistic skills here. This is going to be a a silhouette of a person, all right? We'll keep it above the the waist there. Backing myself into a corner here, okay. Uh, And so, you know, (laughs) we are, we have a, stop it, everybody, stop it. Oh, you guys are terrible. All right, so we are a spirit inside of a body. The spirit is the eternal part. It's the innermost part of you, right? So when Paul speaks about people increasing and growing in their faith, he says it like this in the book of Ephesians. He says, I pray to God that he would, by the power and might of his spirit, strengthen your inner man. Meaning that God would do a work in you that builds your faith, that strengthens your spirit, that strengthens the inside of you so that you can live by faith, that you can respond from faith in all the things that you're facing and dealing with in this life. So if you can imagine, faith almost is like substance, is like rock and structure. This is just a picture, okay? But as you hear the word of God and you hear truth and you receive it, then something is established on the inside of you of faith. And it's something that you can stand on and that you can move from when you face things in this world. The devil comes at you and says, you're nobody. And this problem, it's going to crush you. And you say, well, you know, that's funny because I'm pretty sure that I heard and I believe that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And I'm pretty sure that I heard that I am more than a conqueror. 
And I'm pretty sure that God already told me, and I heard it, and it's already in me, that if God is for me, then who could possibly be against me? You see, devil, you can come at me with all that, but I got something for you. I got something that my faith can stand on. And when we move, the power of God invades the situation and it disrupts and changes whatever the devil is trying to do because he is inferior and God is superior. And so we see this faith just over our lives continuing to strengthen and grow and build to where it's, it's like this fortress, this rock of all this faith on top of faith on top of faith. And the Bible says that we live from faith to faith, meaning this progressing, progressional kind of thing where it's always building. It's like layers and layers of that. So think of it like this. If, uh, if I had a sledgehammer and there was a concrete wall just kind of upright, thin wall, and I came and I smoked that wall with that sledgehammer, I'd probably be able to break it and knock through it with a couple of swings. But if it was like a giant rock cube, I'd just be wasting my time. I'd just be chipping around the edges of this thing, chiseling away, and, and I wouldn't be able to penetrate this mass that's solid, that's unbreakable. And when we talk about growing mature in our faith, folks, this is the kind of picture that I want you to get, is that you're a rock. You've got a faith that's so strong that the devil, and he will, try to hit you from all sides, from all angles, and you just be responding in faith from whatever direction that he's hitting you from. Amen? And so we, we have to see that God intends for us to mature to grow and to flourish into the calling in which he has for us. And it's not something that's going to happen overnight. It is a process. That's why the Bible speaks about a lot of times the term endurance, which means faith and strength over the long haul. Anybody ever trained for a marathon before? Right? I mean, you don't go out, nobody? Wow. <laughs> Guys, I want to try exercise. <laughs> and, uh, anyway, uh, so you don't just go out and jog a mile in one day and then think you're ready. Like, you've got to build up to that. You've got to one mile, and then five miles, and then seven, and then ten. You know, you gradually keep increasing, and so your capacity stretches. Your endurance strengthens and it grows and it builds. And our walk of faith is a lot like that. As we go through life and stay close to God and hear his word, we continue to grow. We continue to get stronger. We continue to mature in our faith that our capacity, our threshold for being able to do battle against the enemy in all these different areas of our lives that he wants to destroy strengthens and increases and expands so that we have a fight that we can take right back to him when he shows up at our doorstep. Listen to this. In the book of Hebrews chapter 12, it says, verses 1 and 2, Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by a, a great cloud of witnesses... Let us lay aside every weight and sin which so easily ensnares us 
and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Run with endurance, strength over the long haul. But in order to do that here, he says, we must lay aside every weight and sin that will easily ensnare us. I remember whenever I was like 12 years old and I was in Boy Scouts, one year we took a a trip to a camp called Philmont Scout Ranch out in New Mexico. And we did a two-week hike and trek through the mountains. And when we got there, the first day we went down at base camp and our guide met with us and they did this, they went through this process that was called a shakedown. And in a shakedown, you pour out your backpack and you empty out everything that's in there so that the guide can see what you're planning on carrying with you and can help you eliminate, identify and eliminate all of the unnecessary weight because you need to travel as light and as free as you possibly can to be able to make it on this journey. And I'll never forget, you know, I had all these things in there that I thought that I needed. I mean, I had this big axe in there. Like, yeah, I was like a hatchet and like, yeah, I'm gonna use that when we get up there, you know. And so we dumped all this stuff out. My pack was like over 50 pounds. And I mean, if I would have just went up into the mountains with this pack, can you imagine what I would have been feeling like after the first or second day? But in my mind, I needed all of that stuff. I brought it with me. So it's, it's got to be a part of where I'm headed. And thankfully, the guide was like, you need to get rid of that. You need to get rid of that. You need to get rid of that. And by the time we were all said and done, I was down to like 20 pounds in my pack. And you better believe by day two, day three, I was thanking God for that guy and for the shakedown <laughs> that we did a couple of days ago. So listen, I think in this scripture, he says, we need to lay aside the sin and the weight that will easily ensnare us or weigh us down, that it's almost like we need to recognize in order to grow and mature and and flourish, we've got to be willing to do spiritual shakedowns. We got to be willing to empty out the pack and get rid of some baggage and some unnecessary weight that we might be carrying along the way. Because I don't know about you, but for me, whenever I first got saved and I, you know, I was on fire for Jesus and wanted his plan for my life, you know, it took a couple years of, of that, in, in that beginning stage to get to the point where I realized, oh, I carried some things with me along the way that I shouldn't have been carrying with me. And I was praying, God, you know, help me keep growing. It was almost like there was this growth track with the Lord. And then it just, it kind of like leveled out, you know, like maybe a spiritual plateau, a ceiling. And I was kind of like, what's going on? I was growing before so fast. Doesn't feel like I'm growing now. And, you know, so I said, well, I'll pray and seek God. And, and then he showed me, he's like, well, it's because you've got these areas of sin in your life and they're holding you back. And if you want to keep going into the destiny that I'm calling you to, then you're going to have to lay those things down because you can't carry them up to this next level that I have planned for you. You're going to have to let me work them out of your life. And, and, and so that's what I did. And it was painful and it wasn't easy. 
But praise God, once those things were dealt with and I laid them down, it was almost like I was growing again. It was like, wow, that's what I've been looking for. That's what I've been wanting and craving and desiring. And somewhere along the line, I kind of lost it. But now I see that it's because there were things in my life that God, God couldn't let me keep those in my life and take me to this next level that he had for me. Is this speaking to anybody out there today? So listen, here's what sometimes I think we do. You know, we get saved and we get excited. God's got a plan for my life. My pastor told me that. It's awesome. And woo, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to conquer the world. Love Jesus. Yeah. Whew. Whew. Love God. Church is great. Whew. Worship was good today. Whew. I'm going to do big things. Oh, man. I'm getting tired. Okay. I don't know. I don't know about this now. I'm it's weighing me down. I know I'm supposed to step out. And we're carrying all this weight. And we're carrying all this stuff. And it's time, I think. Uh, you like that? Freaked out the teachers last class downstairs. Yeah, they called security and everything. All right. So, you know, if we, if we really are honest, I think sometimes we'll realize that we might need to unpack some things. We might need to lay aside some of that weight and sin that, what does he say, so easily ensnares us. Are your feet getting tripped up a lot? Are you feeling kind of tangled up in your steps? Like you try to go this way, you try to go that way. Look, sometimes it's just challenges, but sometimes it's because things are tripping you up that you're carrying that you need to let go of. You know, maybe we start seeing, wow, yeah, envy. I really, I really like what the guy up the street has. He's got a lot of cool things, and I don't have them, and why don't I have them, you know? Yeah, and you know, man, pride, pride is a tough one. You know, I really, I want to hold on to that, but I think I probably do need to let that go. And you know, I, I know that, that seed of bitterness, man, that that person wronged me, and I just, I still want them to get what they deserve, but you know what, that bitterness, it just probably just needs to go oh oh the big one unforgiveness yeah that'll hold me back for sure and where God's calling me to go and then I get into there a little bit further and whoop, what's that how'd that get there sometimes there's things in there you didn't even know you had until you start unpacking them and this one, we'll call this one gossip, you know, because you think it's cute and it's cuddly and it's not really hurting anything, but hey, things got fangs, man, you know, and it steals from you and it robs from you all the things that God wants to do. And sometimes we don't even recognize it, but there's these little things hiding in there. What we need to do, is we need to get rid of that stuff. We need to get rid of that junk and unpack whatever that stuff is that we might be carrying around because the places that God is calling us to, we need to travel light and we need to travel free. Our steps need to be swift. 
We need to be able to go upward and onward into the things that God's calling us to. And there's going to be a place, an elevation, however you want to see it, that you're going to hit somewhere along the line that if you're carrying something with you that's unnecessary weight, God is going to require you to put it down before he takes you the rest of the way. And he'll show it to you. If you're open to hearing it, he'll give it, he'll, he'll show you, he'll reveal those things. That's what the Holy Spirit does. He convicts. And he reveals to us these areas. And praise God, listen to this, the ability to resist and overcome temptation and sin is in you. Because the Holy Spirit is the power of God who's conquered and defeated sin and death. And the ability to resist and, and overcome those things and lay them down is in you by the person of the Holy Spirit who walks with you every step of the way. I got a revelation early on when I was dealing with some of my issues and addictions and things that I was caught up in. And the Lord showed me in the book of James chapter 4 verse 7, it says that if we will submit ourselves, therefore, to God and resist the devil, he will flee from us. And it just hit me one day real powerfully. The Lord just spoke to me and just said, do you notice that you first have to submit before you resist? And I was like, yeah, that, that's amazing because I was trying to fight the enemy in my own strength. And then I realized when this temptation starts coming, knocking at my door, trying to lure me in, and temptation, let me just say, is not sin. Temptation is the opportunity to roll over into sin if you harbor that. You have to fight it and beat it at the root form. So when the temptation would come, I would just start, this is not profound at all by any means, but it is at the same time. I would just start saying, Jesus, 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 help me, Jesus, 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 submit to God. And then all of a sudden, it was like there was a supernatural kind of strength that would rise up in me, and that temptation would begin to weaken. And then the last part, it says, and then the devil will flee from you, I promise you. Many times over, I could literally feel the evil, feel the demonic spirit that was trying to attack me and lure me begin to flee and leave the place that I was in. And all of a sudden, the challenge and the issue of being able to fight that temptation and rid myself of that sin in my life became a victory that I was winning. And faith on top of faith on top of faith. And those victories just kept mounting up and mounting up and mounting up. And the devil was losing his grip in that area of my life. And I pray today that this speaks to somebody out here because surely there are people here right now who if you're letting the Holy Spirit do an examination in your life, do a shakedown, he's showing you some things that's, and he's saying to you right now, you've carried it this far, it's time to put it down. You've brought it along the way this long. I've bared with you this long with this thing but if you want to go to the next level that I'm calling you to, if you want to go to the next place in your destiny, that thing, that weight is going to have to go. And I believe he'll give you the strength and the faith to be able to lay that down and resist 
the attacks that the enemy will bring against you in your life from this point forward. And I get a witness from anybody today. And folks, this is a part of spiritual maturity. This is a part of strong faith to be able to fight our enemy with the tools that God has given us. The weapons that we use are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Faith is what we use to beat the enemy in our lives. And when we do, he will lose every time. Praise God for that. So let me make one last point about maturity and strength and flourishing in your calling. And this is, to me, this is a, this is a huge one. It, it's one of those things that you just can't separate it out. You, you just, you can't move this thing away and not have this element in your life and still grow and mature in what God has for you. And I would say it like this. You have to learn to love the church. And when I say the church, I, I, what I really mean is the body of Christ. Because Jesus gave us the church for a reason. He instituted the church because he knew that we needed this in order for us to become all that he's created us to be. We read in the beginning in Psalms 92, and it says that those who are planted in the house of the Lord will flourish in the courts of our God. We have to get planted into the church, into the body of Christ in order to grow and become all that God is calling us to be. And I get it. I know what it's like in the world. I know where we are at in our culture. And, you know, it's easy for people to just kind of slip in and slip out and, you know, not really be connected, not really be involved and, and plugged into the body of Christ and into a church. But that's not the, the picture that Jesus has given us for how we're to live and walk if we want to really fulfill our destiny. And I think an example I gave, I don't know, last year in a message is people will come, you know, into a church and it's like they're their own little plant in their own little pot. And they've got their own soil and their own root system and then they'll come in and then they'll just kind of like sit their pot down in the middle of a garden where there's all these other things growing and, and flourishing. And when things get tough or difficult or certain things don't go their way, it's just real easy to pick the pot up and just walk right out with it. Amen. But what does planted mean? It means that we get in the soil with the rest of the plants in the garden. It means our roots grow out and intertwine with other root systems and we really all become interconnected. That's what the body of Christ is meant to be. There's a reason why it says iron sharpens iron, so let a brother sharpen another. I mean, we need that in our lives. And if we remove ourselves from that component of our calling, 
If we isolate ourselves from that kind of community, then there, there will be a void that will be left that nothing else can fill. And another part of the church that is meant to help us and strengthen us are, is the spiritual leadership that God puts in place in that church. Now, I'm going to show you this, and I'm just saying this because for me, this is one of the things that has helped me tremendously, is being under spiritual authority, being under people who were anointed and appointed in the church that I felt God had called me to, to help lead me and guide me so that I could become who God was created, who God created me to be. And in the book of Ephesians chapter 4, it says this, in verse 11, it says that he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ until we all come to the unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man, meaning to be mature and complete, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So just simply put, God uses those who he appoints and anoints in the body of Christ to lead and guide and help us to become who he's created us to be. And, and if we're going to receive all that there is to receive from God, then we have to be willing to embrace the way that God has laid this thing out in our lives. And I think we're in a time where, a lot, you know, there's just a lot of places and a lot of people that they want a great preacher, but they don't really want a pastor. And there's a big difference, folks. And we need that level of accountability in our lives if we're really going to flourish in this purpose that God has created us for. Are you with me? And so, basically, getting connected, getting planted, and letting our roots grow out, grow deep and grow wide so that we can really be a part of biblical community and we can all grow together. Because our purpose, each and every one of us, it's bigger than just us. We started this message series out saying, what am I here for? What's my purpose What's the meaning of life? And I'm telling you as we close today that God has something specific, unique, and purposeful for every single one of us. But make no mistake, we are intended to be a part of a body. We are intended to be a part of a community that overall God uses each and every one of us in his own way to complete a greater work that he is busy about the business of doing here on earth to expand and grow his kingdom. And it's in that purpose that we become truly fulfilled. Amen.